So we are in the middle of our season talking about unconventional homesteading. And one of the topics that has been most requested, not just for this season, but I've had questions about this for a very long time, is how to homestead when you're single. You know, if you don't have a spouse, can you homestead? Is it possible? How do you get around those obstacles? And so I knew I wanted to find just the right person to talk about this with us today. And I have her. She's on. So I'd like to welcome Sherry to the podcast. She not only is homesteading on her own, she's also homesteading in that kind of golden year uh, age period that we've talked about with another guest, but Sherry can bring a, a whole different perspective to that. So this is going to be an awesome conversation. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here. So kick us off just with a little bit of your backstory. Um, is homesteading something that you've always done or was this something that you came to later in life? Um, I have not always done it. Um, I started back when my kids were real little. We lived in the city and I had a garden in the backyard and wanted chickens. Finally, we got chickens, but we had to keep the roosters in the house. Oh, okay. still yep. in the city. Yep. So back in 2000, we got our first homestead. Okay. And the kids were still with us at that time. Um, so it was five children, myself and my husband. And we moved into the country. Okay, awesome. And what were your roles like at that point? Were you kind of all sharing the load equally? Um, pretty much. My husband still had to work full time. Kids were young enough that they could help, you know, with the chickens, milking the goats, tending the garden. We had a huge garden back in those days. Um, and I basically just was the mom. You know, I helped with everything, but my husband was a carpenter, so he could build. He took care of the barns, you know, that sort of thing. Awesome. And so when did that shift? When did you shift into homesteading on your own versus the way you were doing it in the previous years? Um, in 2012. Okay. So we had been doing it for 12 years and the kids were all getting older. Um, a couple of them were off to college. One had his own, or actually two or three had their own place at that point. Um, but my husband passed away. Uh, it wasn't sudden, but it was still not expected. Don't know how to describe that. It's just, sure. we, we had hopes that this, that was not going to happen, but it did. So um, that's when things really changed. Uh, the kids that had moved away came back home to help take care of him for months, months, because we did alternative treatments for him. Okay. So I needed help. And they did help. And then once he passed away, they moved back out again, slowly. So it wasn't such a shock for me. <laughs> but at that point, I was on my own. Did you ever have a moment after he passed that you were kind of like... I'm not sure if I want to continue homesteading, like, or did you always know that this was the path that you were going to continue on? Um, I always knew that I wanted to continue. I just didn't know how I was going to. I had lost my husband, his income. And on top of all of that, um, I lost the house. I lost the land. So I pretty much lost everything and had to start over. So that was very hard. I, I wasn't ready to quit. I just didn't know how it was going to move forward. So I guess I didn't realize that you weren't, you're were on a different property than you were then. So you were really starting over as 
Yes. As a widow, you were not just getting, you know, you weren't just using what you already had built, the infrastructure that existed. Right, right. In fact, because we were foreclosed on, we took everything. Mm. We took the barns apart. We had three barns. And my kids and I took them apart, board by board. We took the roofs, the boards. Um, we took the fencing. We took the deck. Wow. <laughs> we just... And the, the kids and their friends just came with hammers and man, we just loaded it up and took it to a new place. Okay. And how did you find that new property? Was that hard to find oh. something that would fit you yes. next stage? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because I'd never made those kind of decisions. My husband made those decisions. He took care of the money. Um, I did other things. You know, we had our... our um, strengths and handling the money was not my strength so it was very difficult but I was advised to let the farm go and to let it be go into foreclosure that was incredibly hard to accept because I'd always paid my bills I was 58 at the time and I thought how do you just walk away but I did I bought a semi-trailer um, for a couple thousand and loaded it up and moved. And I had some friends helping me look for property. And I found a place, well, a friend found it for me. Um, it was also in foreclosure and it was bigger than the last farm. Oh. And um, I got a small life insurance from my husband's business. Um, and that life insurance paid for this property, completely paid for this property. Wow. Okay. So I own this place. Never okay. owned never owned anything before like this. So that has really helped um, with feeling secure, knowing this Absolutely. is mine, this place is mine. For sure, yeah, but that's, that is definitely a, a measure of security. Yes. I was thinking when you were talking about how you guys had shared the roles and now all of a sudden you're doing everything, the money and the finances and the farm chores, how did you start learning all those skills that you previously hadn't had to know? Well, the last two weeks of my husband's life was in a palliative care in the VA hospital. My husband was a veteran. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, we had not verbally, but mentally accepted that what was going to happen. And he sat me down and taught me how to pay the bills. Wow. Um, we also lived in such a small community. There were only two um, people that worked in the bank, just two ladies. I went to them and they helped me with all kinds of things, signing paperwork and just, they were tremendous. Um, Cause I was constantly crying and yeah. <laughs> just didn't know what to do. Um, and other people just reached out to me, family members, um, friends of friends said, Hey, I hear you need some advice. And that's what I got. I got a lot of good advice from people who cared told me how to move forward. So you were leaning on your community at that point, for sure. Yes. And at that point, I had a bigger community mm -hmm. than I do now. Um, times have changed, but back then, my outreach was a little bit bigger. Sure. So what gave you that determination and that drive? to continue homesteading by yourself. I mean, you were, you had this property, you were trying to move, you were tearing down barns, you were trying to learn finances. What made you 
not to say that's too hard. I'm just going to dial it in. Gosh, I guess just sheer determination and love for what I do. This is a, this is my life. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's, you just don't give it up. I, I don't think you do. Yeah. You know, it's, you're in it for the rest of your life. I don't think I'll ever give up. I'm looking forward to teaching, you know, the next generation, how to grow that tomato, yeah. how to milk that cow, you know, how to keep a chicken alive, <laughs> how to yes. keep a goat alive. <laughs> That's tough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just want to die. They want to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. So I think it was, it's in my, it's in my heart. Yeah. To keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. Love it. I love what I do. I love where I am. I don't know how else to explain it. I think that's such a key point that, that sometimes folks don't understand. Because sometimes even in my situation, I get the, the comments like, well, why are you still doing that? Or, you know, you can afford buying milk from the store. Why do you still do the milk cow? Or why do you still grow the garden? You're busy. And I'm like, well, I am busy. But it's like you, I, I can't not do it. It's just, it's like breeding. I just have to, I'm just going to do it. Even if it's hard or even if it's challenging, it's just a part of, of who we are after a while. I totally yes. resonate with that. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. This is just who I am and I don't want to quit. Yep. I want to give up. Yep. I love this life. Amen. Amen. Um, describe your homestead for us now. What do you, what kind of animals do you have? What's your, your infrastructure like? Um, I have 20 acres and um, we, as soon as we got here, we pastured off into six, six uh, paddocks. My house is on one, and then I've got five other ones for the animals. Um, right now, I have a milk cow and her heifer. Um, I have, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 goats, something like that. I just had a couple babies last week. Um, and I have the goats for milk, the cows for milk. Um, but if she gives me a bull calf, it goes in the freezer eventually. Um, I have sheep. I do not milk the sheep. They are here strictly to mow the grass. Hmm. Um, it's very difficult to keep the grass mowed around here. Yeah. So I use them. And you know, you don't have to sh feed sheep very much. They only eat in the winter. Um, so I've got chickens and guineas um, and lots of dogs and cats. Yeah. So the usual. The usual, yeah. Yeah. What, is, what do chores look like for you? Are you, so I'm assuming you're, I mean, you have your children close to help with chores or is it all on you on a daily basis? It's all on me. Okay. Um, you just get up and feed and milk and strain the milk. And I, I also cook for my dogs because um, okay. I want to keep them cancer free. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I you know, make dog food every morning because I have six dogs. Um, most of them are seniors though. Um, and then right now, because it's spring, I'm in the garden a lot. Yes. Um, I'm already starting to harvest because I'm in Florida. So things are already popping. Yeah. Um, I do need to spend some time canning last year's produce that's still in the freezer. <laughs> I'm behind. I have, I have some of that too. <laughs> I, I do. Yes. <laughs> a few bags. You know, that's a great winter project. Well, yep. I had a, a daughter pass away. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Okay. my oldest daughter so I things just kind of went by the wayside for months yeah now I'm trying to play catch up 
I can totally understand that. Yes. Yeah. And during the day, it's it's constant fixing, collecting, you know, repairing, painting, whatever, just checking on animals and picking up poop and <laughs> cleaning yeah. out the barn and, you know, <laughs> spreading hay. But it's good stuff. You know, it's good work. Yes. It is good work. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a job outside the homestead, or are you re- like technically retired? Um, I've never really worked outside of the home. Um, I've always been a homemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a job probably uh, about four years ago, and then I I was um, helping a farm down the street that has a huge chicken processing um, operation. Yeah. Organic. Nice. Um, pastured life farm really great folks um i worked for them for a long time and everything i made there was bartered so i got my feed i got my hay barn that way i got a generator you know it's all kinds of things they were awesome people but covid hit and my children asked me to quit my job big mistake but i did so now i have a, a different job i'm now cleaning an airbnb Oh, okay. And I'm doing just fine. <laughs> that is paying for my feet at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's just, you know, maybe once a week. That's nothing. Sure. So you still have all the flexibility, which sounds like that's a great fit. It is. It's great. I go when, when I'm needed there and, um, and it pays well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so, happy with that. So even your, your unemployment's even kind of unconventional too, which it gives you that freedom, which is, which I love. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm 67. So um, I could be retired, but I don't have anything to retire from. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. sure. so I'm just, I'm picturing you out doing your chores and you said fixing and painting. Um, I know for me, like I can do a lot. I'm pretty independent and pretty gritty, but there's some stuff that when it, when it comes to building or repairing, I just, ha- I just call my husband because I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to deal with it what happens when you need to fix something like carpentry wise or something on a gate breaks or a fence breaks? How do you handle that? Um, I have four children still living. One of them is a carpenter. Okay. So was my husband. Um, he's also a luthier, but in his spare time, he's a carpenter for me. So he comes out here and say, we have a tree land on a fence, you know, between the two of us, we get it put back together. Um, he and I build things together. He's far better than I am, but we do things together. And when I have another son that comes out and helps me get a roll of hay out, because they're very heavy. Yeah. And my other my uh, other two kids are girls, and they come out and do things. They'll, they'll come and do whatever I ask. I try not to. You know, I'm really picky about what I ask them to do because they have their own families, sure. you know, but we make it a fun day and we always have something to eat. <laughs> of course. <That's> so, right. <laughs> makes it worthwhile for them to yep. come out because mom's yep. cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I do have help. Um, I have a neighbor that if I have an emergency, he could be here in five minutes. Um, he and his wife have come out and helped me like, you know, a, a major uh, pipe broke. Mm. And I could not get the water shut off. I have arthritis in my hands and I couldn't, it's just too tight. And he came right out, turned it off. You know, so I do have people that 
I can call on. I just try not to. I'm picky about. Sure. <laughs> You're independent. <laughs> yes. But it is good. I think at any age, especially as home sitters in rural areas, to build those community connections. And, and you know, maybe then we can help and they can help us. And it's just that really cool symbiotic relationship. I think it's really crucial. The old time homesteaders had that. They were definitely not an island necessarily by themselves. They were leaning Absolutely. on their neighbors. Somebody needed hay. Yeah. Give them hay. Yeah. This guy down the street called me the other day for, for some feed. I had extra. Yeah. Come and get it. Yep. You know, that's what makes it even better when you have those, those connections. And those neighbors. Yes. Yes, it does. People you can trust. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What would what would you say would be some of the most difficult parts of running a homestead alone? I would say the hardest part of being an older homesteader alone is being alone. Mm. There's there is no one here on a day-to-day basis to say, hey, what would you do? What's your advice? You know, do you think we should plant that this year? Or do you think we should cut back? Is it time to fertilize? You know, there's nobody to kick all these ideas around yeah. with. They're all in my head and I have to make the decisions. I also have to make the financial decisions and I'm not good at that. So I'm having to learn how to be careful with what money there is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I live on my social security, so there isn't much. Sure. So is that why you, the bartering probably is helpful? That that came in probably in, in oh, handy. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Besides, it was it was just good work. They were good people. They put out a good product, so I was behind them one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and it was just so easy to barter, and there was no money exchanged. I got what I needed, and they got what they needed. Yes. They got I think that's. <laughs> Yes, I think that's something that all of us could, I mean, get more creative with is the bartering. Yes. That's something we don't pay enough attention to. Well, I think as the days go by, people are going to be more aware that that's what we need to do. Yes. Because I have skills that other people down the road need. Yeah. And they may have something like a tractor that I could use. Because I don't have a tractor. Yep. So when you feel those, I mean, do you, do you get lonely in the, in the sense of being lonely? I know you say you're alone, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're lonely. Do you feel those, those feelings of loneliness? And if so, how do you overcome those? Um, I'm not going to lie. Yes, sometimes I do. Um, I don't mind being out here alone. I love the solitude. Um, but I do miss having someone to talk to. Yeah. But I can't really say I'm lonely or I'm pining. I'm not. I'm very busy and I'm very thankful that I'm busy because it helps when the sad moments come because my husband is gone and just losing a child. Never thought I would lose a child. Yeah. So that is, that's tough. Yeah. It's probably tougher than anything in the whole world. Yeah. Um, And she was a great help out here. But she's in heaven. And at peace and now well. So, but no, I can't say I'm super duper lonely. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. There's a long, 
tradition. I've been doing some research this week and I found this book about women homesteaders in the West, like in, around the turn of the century. And there's, there's something about the lone woman on the homestead. It's, it's, a, it's a dynamic. And those women, you read their letters and they would send articles to the newspapers and they were just alive. They were just so fully alive of, and, and they would talk about like loneliness, but not like the type of loneliness that makes you want to run from it. You just kind of, they were just kind of soaking in that and enjoying independence and enjoying the blizzards and living in their little shack by themselves. And there's something about a woman on a homestead, even alone, that's, I don't know, it just speaks to us, I think. It does. It, it's like we're, we're trying to survive. Yeah. And it's a challenge. Yeah. Every day is a challenge. Yeah. But I, yeah, it makes us, it wakes us up, I think, in a good way. Yes. Yes. And you have to get up. You yeah. can't be lonely. You have things to do. Yeah. You have animals that depend on you. Yeah. So. What does it look like um, as far as the, the amount of food you're producing and growing? Uh, do you have, are you scaling that back or are you growing the same as you used to and then giving it away? How does that balance out? Um, actually, my garden uh, this year is 113 feet by 69 feet. Okay. We just, my son helped me expand my garden. It was pretty big before, Yeah. but we expanded it almost by a third Okay. Um, because of what's going on in the world. I wanted more, not for me. I have plenty. I have plenty, but I'm also helping to feed my kids um, and they don't need it. They got plenty of money. Yeah. They've all got far more money. <laughs> than I do, but I'm, I help to feed them. Um, I do share some with people if they want it. And I believe more and more are going to want it. I also put a lot away yes. just in case a crop fails. I've had beans fail for two years. All right. Beans are so yeah. volatile. I don't know what the, I get good beans or I get bad beans and there's no in between. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping for good ones this year, not for yeah. more, but I still have some in the pantry. Yeah. From gosh, they've been in there for years. So yeah. I don't don't need them. I would just love some fresh ones. Sure. So yeah, I do give some away, but not all of it. It goes to the family. Yeah. Which makes total sense. Mm -hmm. How about how about the milk cow? Because I mean, even for my family of five, the milk cow can be a lot when we're milking you know, without the calf, how do you, how do you do that? Do you calf share quite a bit? Uh, well, the calf is still on her. Okay. Um, just recently I started separating them at night. Um, so I only take two teats in the morning. Okay. And, that, and she holds back. This cow is smart. Yep. So I'm only getting like half a gallon yeah. a day, which is fine. I'm also freezing a lot of that so when she is not in milk, I'm going to continue to have milk because yes. I will not buy it at the store. Yes. I like that. I like that conviction. I will not buy it at the store. I will not. No. In fact, I called my AI guy today and he's going to come out next week because it's time to breed her. And this is the first year I haven't had a bull. Mm. I finally quit keeping bulls here because yeah. they, <laughs> they just difficult when you're 67 and just can't jump the fence fast enough anymore. Oh, for sure. They are there. We, I mean, we don't keep one either here. We have bulls in our big herd down in the neighbor's pasture that we lease, but on the homestead, I feel like it's just too much to try to keep them separate and worry about the fences and getting into trouble with them. And I agree. 
a lot. Bulls do like to get into trouble. They do. Yeah. And I've noticed in the last couple of years, they can run faster than me. So <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> yes. No more bulls. <laughs> no, no more bulls. That's okay. AI is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's always surprising. I think people don't realize how much a cow can hold back when they, she knows her calf's around the corner. Yes. Yeah. He's a stinker. Yeah. So yeah. when I sell the, the, the little calf, I'm probably going to get a whole lot more. For sure. And it's time to sell her. She's six months old. Yeah. I'm a sucker for, yeah. oh, she needs her mommy. <laughs> we leave ours on longer too. And mostly because I'm just lazy and I don't want to have to milk twice a day often. So I'm just like, well, if you, you stay a little longer then you know, I don't have to milk as much. <laughs> so. Pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. Pros and cons for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're kind of possibly superwoman, but are, is there anything that you want to do, but you, you don't do, or you feel like you can't do because you are alone on the homestead or does that not exist? No, I can't think of anything that I couldn't do. I mean, there, there are projects I can't complete by myself. Yeah. Um, like repairing the roof, you know, that's just right. not going to happen. Because if I fall off and break my leg, who's going to take care of everything? Yeah. So there, there are things that I don't do. Um, but I don't think there's anything that I can't do. Yeah. I've even mowed all of my fields for years. Um, this year, I may pay somebody to do it. Yeah. We'll see if I have the money. It would save me some time. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but because I have to mow, you know, with a very small mower, I don't have a bush hog. Mm. So that, yeah, that is, and time is money on the homestead sometimes. Like yeah, that, yeah. you have to, yeah. That's something we regretted not doing when we first started, you know, 20 years ago, getting a tractor. Yes. And now it's, to me, it's basically too late. So. They are a considerable investment for sure. Yes, they are. And then they break a lot if you don't get a brand new one, which we don't have brand new ones. So ours break and then we're fixing it and then we're, yeah. Yeah, which I can't do. See, I can't do the repairs. My mowers break down. I have to put them on my trailer and yeah. haul them off someplace. Yeah. Because I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a small person. Yeah. So, wish I was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> good skill. <laughs> it is a good skill. But yeah, that's, that's beyond my wheelhouse as well. Mm -hmm. so outsource you know when you need to outsource and there's no yeah. shame in that absolutely yeah to save yourself time and money yes right well sherry this has been fantastic um trying to think what other questions i have what what advice would you give a person who is wanting to homestead but has maybe told themselves that they can't because they are single what would you say to them if you're gonna say you can't do it then then you're just being negative and you can't. You have to just start someplace. And you can start now, even if you're old, like me. You know, it just takes a couple chickens to get started. And then you learn how to build a coop and you learn how to keep them alive. And then you start a garden. You know, I was talking to a, um, a relative the other day and she was telling me how bored she is. She just reads all day. Yeah. I said, get outside, yeah. get your hands in the dirt. Well, I can't do that. Okay, then I guess you can't. You know, don't say you can't. Yes. Do it. Yes. Start small and, and it builds your confidence. 
you know, if it's just growing a tomato, just do it. Yep. I love that. And I think that the boredom piece, I think you hit on something. I, I see a lot of, of the retired generation. And I, I think there's a lot of boredom. I mean, I'm not there. I, I have not ex experienced it personally. So maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but the folks I know, I, I feel like there's high levels of boredom. And I think folks work their whole lives to get their retirement age. And then there's that, that vacuum of like, what do I do now? And I think the homesteading in any form is an amazing answer for that. Like you said, if you haven't done it before, just get a couple chickens, just start. But I think that people need that because yeah. boredom will kill you. Like it's not good. It's not good for us. We need that challenge. It will. It's hard on your body yeah. to not be active and your yeah. brain too. Yeah. You need to always be working and thinking, Yes. you know, until we're six feet under. Yep. You're not breast. Yep. Yep. I know that I look at our rancher friends. We have know lots of folks that ranch, they've ranched their whole lives and, you know, they're in their eighties and sometimes in their nineties, but they're still going because they never stopped. No one ever told them to stop. And right. they're just trucking out there and feeding their cows and driving their feed truck. And they're so inspiring to me um, because our, the rest of our culture is like, you get to be 65 and then you're done. And these guys are like, I'm, I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> so. I know, that's why I said there was nothing for me to retire from. Yeah. This is my life. This is my job. And I love doing it and I'm never bored yeah. and I'm not going to quit. There's no reason to quit. I need to continue to eat what's in my garden. I need to continue to milk a cow. Yeah. So I have milk, you know, there's just things that I got to keep doing yeah. because it's what I want to do. This is the way I want to live. Yeah. I love it. Anything else that you would want to add that we maybe missed? I can't think. Um, can't think I'm sure I will after we quit <laughs> always so. that's how it goes but yeah um well Sherry thank you so much for this this was inspiring to me I'm pretty sure I want to be you when I grow up so <laughs> <laughs> you are an inspiration um and I know that a lot of folks are going to find a lot of encouragement in this just judging by the the messages I get and the emails I get this is a message that a lot of people need to hear so thank you for sharing it with us no problem no problem